There's a story that happened this week, and we were talking earlier about, um, you know, politicians and how they fast-tracked the, the, the change in the criminal code that says, okay, you can... Uh, you can't use extreme intoxication as a way to say you're not criminally responsible for a violent crime, right? We, they all got on board, they all jumped in, and they said, we need to do this. And, and, and I said at the time, I think, you know, those political calculations happen, and they recognize that there's, okay, what's the upside? Okay, what's the downside? There is no downside. So they jump in, and away we go, right? Um, I think there was a situation this week in Ottawa that made a lot of them uh, sit down and go through that calculation. And, and it's interesting to see who decided what. Some key figures from previous convoy protests and one that apparently is going to happen on Canada Day in Ottawa were brought onto Parliament Hill on Wednesday by a group of Conservative MPs um, and were given an audience in a, in a room on, the, in, uh, on Parliament Hill. And um, it's interesting to see who was there and maybe even more interesting to see who wasn't there. Uh, Leslin Lewis, who is running for leader of the Conservative Party of Canada did meet with these um, convoy organizers, as did Arnold Viersen of Barhead, Alberta. He was there. Um, Jeremy Patzer of Swift Current. I know we have a lot of listeners down in uh, southwest Saskatchewan. Um, he was there. He's the star of a video with Pat King back in the convoy days that's it's quite a video. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, and he actually uh, said that you're welcome here, and you have allies in Ottawa. This is what Jeremy Patzer uh, of Swift Current said. The reality is there's one political party that has been represented around this table here today. There's one political party that has stood up in the House of Commons from before the last election, last federal election, and stood up and, and spoke on the position that you guys are here with today. You do have allies. You've had allies all along. And uh, so I just want to, to encourage you guys going forward. So he's all in, uh, and as I say, Leslie Lewis was there, and there was a few, uh, in terms of the opposition leader, Candace Bergen said, no, we know about the event, we had no hand in organizing it, and she did not attend it. So they were sort of making their calculations and deciding whether they wanted to be part of this or not, and... Uh, that's the interesting part. So to, to walk through exactly how this all comes about, we're joined now by Lydia Miljan, who's a professor of political science at the University of Windsor. Uh, Dr. Miljan, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. My pleasure, Shay. To start, let's just go to back to the beginning here and how these kinds of things happen uh, at Parliament. I, I mean, how do these kinds of audiences get granted? Who invites them? What's the process there? Oh, uh, you sort of outside my pay scale for that. I assume that, you know, anyone can ask for an audience anyone, right? with, with Parliament. Yeah, I mean, we're all able to attend uh, Parliament, You, um, and it's just a matter of whether or not somebody wants to receive you. Um, obviously, the Conservatives, uh, at least some Conservatives, feel that this is a group that has been maligned, um, that they're not accepting the narrative of the Liberal government, and that they're supporting them in their legal protest. Um, obviously, they're, I think that you know, the party of law and order probably wouldn't want to be associated with an illegal protest. But, you know, right now, in the absence of anybody doing anything wrong, there's obviously nothing wrong to meet with, with um, constituents. I mean, and and I would just point to the fact that the Prime Minister himself has been involved in protests. He's, you know, he's marched alongside his allies in the the Black Lives Movement, um, Black Lives Matter movement, also in environmental issues. So, 
it's, you know, political parties choose the protests that they want to be associated with. You're absolutely right. There, there, there's no reason at all that these people shouldn't be, you know, welcome, you know, in Ottawa. And if, if politicians make the calculation that they want to meet with them and be supportive of what they're doing, that's their right to do that as well. You're meeting with your constituents. You make those decisions. But it's interesting to see how those decisions are made. And I think it'll be closely watched in some circles. So I think, like you say, the, the politicians have to decide where they want to fall with this. This is a controversial one, and it's there's some risk to it, right? No, there's obviously risk. There's risk to any time you associate with any group because things can go sideways very quickly. But yeah. I think what, what these particular um, MPs are focusing on is that there really is um, a groundswell of movement, and it happened pre-convoy. I think it, it, you really saw it last summer um, with the People's Party. So some of the, the the concerns of the convoy sort of dovetail with the People's Party in that, in that they're against mandates, uh, they're against overly um, regressive um, policies. So this is this is something that they have to deal with. And, um, you know, I think that the, the divide, the cultural divide, is something that they're tapping into. And, you know, if the Conservatives are... are accurate in terms of the number of new members they've got over the leadership race, there could be um, a much larger silent majority than we, when we, than we expect. And I guess the criticism here, uh, Dr. Miljan, is one of the people, Tom Marazzo, who was speaking at this event, also spoke during the convoy and was the one who was talking about the fact that we needed to have a partnership of him and the Governor General. I mean, it, the, it all changed over time, of course, but I mean, the, the, it's sort of where do you want to align yourself in terms of protecting the democratic institutions and the way we do things and and the protest side of things it's and like you say i, I guess the easiest thing is you just go where you where your constituents are you meet them there right that's where you need to be you need to be there and you also need to know who your base is yeah. I mean, obviously there are different people who vote for different political parties and there are people who are never going to vote liberal and their people are never going to vote ndp and their people are never going to vote conservative and so you know you as a party you fish where the fish are <laughs> and right. uh, you know it, you're not going to always be able to reach across the aisle and i think that uh, the conservative race right now is quite interesting because there's a lot of pressure on the candidates to be more like liberals and then there's the pushback um, but ultimately it's the party that's going to decide in party memberships you know do they want to be liberal light or liberal yeah. dark i don't know how you I'd rephrase <laughs> that <laughs> Anyway, um, or do they want to be true to their own values and their own way of, of going about things? And that's why we have differences of opinions, and yep. that's why we have political parties. And that's how the system's supposed to work, yeah, and it's just fascinating to watch it all play out. Uh, Doc, thanks yeah. so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us.